You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Tuesday, the Chiefs continue their preparation for the short week against the L.A. Chargers on Thursday night football. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, offensive lineman Orlando Brown Jr., and defensive end George Karloftis. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Orlando Brown and George Karloftis. Here's Andy Reid. Okay, um... I'll just preface this again. Um, if there are questions about Britt, I'm going to stay away from from those questions. I appreciate that. Um, so injury-wise, uh, Harrison Bucker um, has an ankle sprain, and we're just going to see. It's, he's got a little swelling in there, so we'll just see how that goes um, day-to-day. And then McDuffie, uh, Trent has a hamstring, and... Um, you know, we've, again, we're just, we're treating it. We're going to see, see where that goes, but, uh, he's going to struggle to make it. He'll struggle to make it to the, to the game. Other than that, everybody is, <clears throat> is up and rolling. Uh, we look forward to playing the challenge of playing the chargers. We know they're a heck of a football team and, um, we always have great battles against them. And, and so again, we we love bringing them. Here to Arrowhead, we know it'll be loud and uh, an exciting atmosphere. So um, we're, we're preparing ourselves uh, as as we speak here uh, to to get ready for that Thursday night game. With that time, yours. Any no practice today for either Butker or um, yeah, those two will not practice today. As far as Harrison is concerned, how much of this is going to come down to how much pain he can tolerate in order for you to make that call if he will kick Thursday night? Yeah, I think if it was just a pain thing, I think he would bear through that. But he's got some swelling in there, so um, I think it's a matter of him being functional uh, enough to to do it. I mean, he's a tough kid, and and that. So we'll just see how see how that works out. Are you, are you comfortable yeah. with a plan B as far as Justin Reed is concerned? If if you have to go that way, yeah. No, we've got we've got the plan B, and we're we're working on it. Assuming you, you have to go with a backup kicker on Thursday, in your experience, how long before those three of those guys get comfortable with one another? How long does that process take? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see if that's where we go with it. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, we're kind of in the, that process right now of looking at guys and um, just to make sure we have things covered. So we'll just... We'll see where, see where all that goes. But you have to use that guy Thursday night. How long? Yeah. Time? Well, we went through this last year, and it worked out pretty, you know, pretty good uh, rel- on relatively short notice. So I think we'll be, I think we'll be okay. And you know, I'm, I'll probably speak with on both sides of my mouth here, but I, because I've said before that I think that time that they have together is important. But um, 
but we did have success with it last year. So we'll just see where all this goes. Coach, you mentioned preparation. How much uh, did you look ahead? I know it's one game at a time for you, but how much did you look ahead knowing that it would be a short week? Well, we had, we had that, that extra week, and so uh, we were able to uh, take a glance at them. Um, I mean, not quite as intense as what you do when you're, you're getting ready for, for this game here now. I mean, with, but we, we did, yeah. I mean, we had, a, we had a pretty good idea to where we could throw, you know, put a game plan down and, and go, yeah. Andy, how far back does it go? I, I believe this is correct that you spend specific time in OTAs on the AFC West team. How, how far back does that go? And what, what do you get out of that when you do it then? I started that uh, uh, when I was in Philadelphia, <clears throat> doing that during the OTAs. It kind of breaks breaks it up and gives the guys uh, something to look at. Plus, it's a good feeder for you. It makes coaches think. It makes the uh, players, you know, the players think. Um, about who they're playing. So, um, but yeah, no, we did that this year too. So, um, we utilized that and then we utilized the week that we had this by this preseason by week. I think we used that. And the concept is sort of just, you know, deep, deep study or I mean, how would you, how would you frame what no, you're you, No, you you go, you don't have as many plays, um, that, that you're putting in, but you're going to go in and you're going to study them like, like you're playing them. You're going to detail that up. And then you'll have a few slight plays that you you work with. One of the new combinations for the Chargers is the Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack sure. combination. I just wonder what jumped out to you in that that first look, knowing that it's a short turnaround this time. Yeah, no pun intended. There, they uh, they do jump out at you. They're uh, two good two good players. Um, they're both healthy and and moving and moving fast. They did a nice job against the Raiders. Um, we're aware of them. I mean, we know that they're good. We respect that. Um, so we've, we're working on a plan you know, to do the best we can against them. Right? How, how, how eager are you to see Orlando Brown in this particular sort of setting? He sort of mentioned the offseason, you know, he wants to be one of the best left tackles in the league, which sure. is sort of the first game where he can sort of prove the progress he's made over the offseason. Yeah, sure. No, it's a great challenge. He loves that, though. I mean, that's... Uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's very energetic uh, when it comes to challenges. He wants to, you know, he wants to be the best. And so uh, this gives him, the, these are the things, the merit badges that you get uh, if you take care of business there. So, um, but uh, it's a, it's a big, it, that's a big challenge, you know, for, for our tackles. But again, that's why we, why we're in this business. Andy, the difference in Justin Herbert, you know, as you've seen it progress, you know, what you see in the film now that you see is a little differently from what you saw, what you saw last season into this season. Yeah, so I, every year he, he seems to get, get better. Um, he's very smart. He understands where to go with the ball, so you know he's got real good grasp of that, of the offense. Um, and he's accurate, so he does, he, he does a nice job. And, and that's not going to get any worse as he goes. He'll just keep polishing that, um, moving moving ahead. You know, the experience is everything now. So, Andy, I'm going to go math and work this while we're done. <coughs> EB mentioned yesterday how important it is that you guys want to be able to prove that you can run the football. How how critical is that against the Chargers, a team that knows you pretty well and is probably going to give you different looks than Arizona did? Yeah, so I think it's important that you move the football. You know, um, and running's part of it, and then. Throwing is part of it, um, and I think a mix becomes, uh, 
you know, big, but you, when you need to run the ball or want to run the ball, you should be able to do that. Yeah, that's that's the challenge. So when we call, when we dial them up, let's go. And there's a certain attitude that goes with that. And and so that's what the, you know, that's where the emphasis has been. And our guys, you know, the linemen like like doing it. So if you told linemen he had could pass block or run block, he didn't tell you run block. I mean, you know that, right? You're gonna go run block. So, and uh, they, they they enjoy that. In the, in the context of Trent likely being out, uh, seems like you guys might rely on Jalen as a seventh rounder. Just what have you seen confidence level wise from someone that was picked in the last round of the draft to be able to go in there and play significant snaps potentially? Yeah, I thought I thought he did a, a nice job. I, you know, I um, you know pick, the pick doesn't matter now, right? So he's it's a matter of how he ups his, continues to up his game with the things that. That he's seeing there, so that's the important part, and focusing in on the game plan and being able to execute that absolutely the best he can. And uh, and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to do when you start getting ready for these things, especially on a Thursday night. You get, you don't have the whole training camp to get ready for it. Right? Pete, I mean, Harvey. <laughs> Coach, just a, a follow-up on Patrick Mahomes' left wrist injury. I know it estimated full yeah. practice yesterday, but do you anticipate any issues with that at all, or is he a full go? Yeah, no, he's full full go, yeah. Coach, general question about experience and coaching, especially in things like short weeks. Not asking you to talk about last night's game and maybe some inexperience with the coaching staff, but you guys and your staff have been together for a while, a lot of experience. How long did it take as a group till? You felt comfortable as a head coach dealing with things like in the game and short weeks and all that. And is that an advantage? And I know the players make plays, but is that an advantage for a staff to have kind of experience throughout the year, especially in situations like this? Yeah, well, you guys, you guys see it because we, we do training camp up there, Missouri Western State University. So it's open, and you see how much we work on those things. Uh, we also do, do that in the walkthroughs uh, in the afternoon practice. So... Um, you spend a tremendous amount of time on it, and you you hope that your players uh, grasp it and want to grasp that part, um, and and then the the coaches that are responsible for their certain spots are are experts at it, right? And um, inevitably, the head coach has to make the, the final decision. But um, that's that's how we do it, um, and. I've got a ton of trust in my guys, uh, the new ones and the old ones. You know, they they spend time in it, and then we we expect them to to be able to have answers at that time. But the players, the players buy in them. You know, they <clears throat> we we invite them to ask questions on it. If they if we're not covering it, uh, stimulate us. You know, with with thoughts. So um, and then we'll, we'll we'll find that we'll find that answer for you. You've been doing this so long. How long did it take you to feel? Comfortable being a head coach, like through all this. Are you are you comfortable? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a bad question. That's a bad question because right when you say you're comfortable with it, it slaps you. So um, you're never you just keep working at it. There's always something in this crazy business man that pops up and you go, doggone, where did that one come from? So last two out of Sam. Hey, Andy, um, Pat's off to another fast start. I mean, that's nothing new for him. It seems like he's always playing well this time of year. Something you can point to or some things you can point to in his offseason or his camp or whatever it might be that allows him to just 
pick up right where he left off? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I just tell you his preparation, the way he approaches. I mean, football is important. I, I think if you ask him, family and football are right at the top of the list there and of things that he he does. And so he's always going to put that, whether he's doing a commercial or something, he's going to put that in the front. And it's not going to disrupt what he's doing. Um, so I, I think it's his approach to it. As you know, he's extremely smart. His recall is exceptional. Um, retention, you know, goes along with that. Um, but you tell him something once, he's got it, <clears throat> and he wants to be, you know, he wants to be great. So you talk about him sort of putting, making football a priority year round. How, how common or uncommon do you feel like that is in your experience? I don't know. Listen, I've been spoiled. Uh, so the court, I've had some quarterbacks that uh, love football. And uh, I mean, we had Alex Smith here before, and he loved it. And I go back to Philly, all the quarterbacks I had at Philly loved football. I had to kick them out of the building, <laughs> you know. And um, when I was at Green Bay, I had Brett Favre. So I and, you know, played with Jim McMahon and Mark Wilson, all these guys, they loved football and, uh, when I was in college. so. <clears throat> they, um, you know, I, I, I don't really know any other way that those guys operate. I haven't had one of those that um, that didn't, you know, that didn't just jump in and go. Last one, Sam. Just a couple of quick ones. I wanted, you know, Spags inferred yesterday, implied yesterday that uh, McDuffie's injuries because of the, the turf. I wonder what the frustration level is with that. Um, the turf. Uh, yeah, well, they they resotted it, which is, that's a good thing because they they practice in there. But <clears throat> it, it was a little bit loose. Well, that's what happens, you know. Sometimes when you resot it, it's loose. And I mean, listen, it it it, it was part of the Bucker injury and and McDuffie injury. I mean, that's unfortunately that was that was part of it. Just the the turf picked up and and um, you know. So I, I would tell you that yeah, that that did have something to do with it. If it didn't, I'd tell you that too. So it's not an excuse by any means, but uh, I mean, you all can see it when you watch watch the tape. And then uh, Mahomes faced, or you guys faced a, a lot, a heavy percentage of blitzes on Sunday. I wonder mm -hmm. if you inferred that that's maybe indicative of maybe seeing some different things this year, or does it just just more Vance Joseph? Well, I, I mentioned Vance; he's aggressive and. It's uh, um, that's how he's been against us. He mixes and matches, and very very hard to get settled with all that. I mean, you got to really stay on your toes. Um, but he's been doing that a long time. I mean, that's his that's his style. So, and all the guys kind of have their own deal. Um, maybe they don't do as much as what we saw at Arizona. Maybe they do. I, you know. But that—that's uh, to answer your question. That was Vance's. That's what he—he he does. So we'll see. All right. Thank you. Thank you. What, what does it do for you guys to spend time on the on all the AFC West and OTAs? How does that how does that help you? And does that give you a little? Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps uh, for short weeks like this week um, that we spent some time on them in the off season, um, and that we kind of went went over their defense and the rules of their defense and stuff like that. Um, but you still have to jump into it. Uh, I mean, it's a short week, uh, a few late nights, um, a lot of time up at the building. Uh, but you have to be prepared because they have a really good defense, and uh, we have to go out there and execute if we want to find a way to win.
Patrick, were you all surprised by the number of blitzes you saw on Sunday? Um, not necessarily. I mean, that's that's what they they've done. I mean, Vance had had success doing that against us when he was in Denver. Um, and that's kind of their identity. So you kind of get to some games sometimes where it's do they change their identity or do they believe they can go out there and play the way they play. Um, and they went out there and played, and we were able to execute at a high enough level that we were able to go out there and score some points. Why, why do you think that was the case? Obviously, that's not something you see that often. Uh, I think we just had a good game plan going into it. Uh, we had a good protection plan, and even when guys were free, I thought guys did a great job of recognizing and, and kind of getting themselves open quickly. Um, and then the offensive line did a great job of protecting. I mean, there were some spots where you kind of could see guys like Orlando kind of bouncing back out and getting guys they necessarily weren't supposed to get just because if they got that extra little hand on there, I was able to climb up in the pocket and make a throw. Patrick, you talked about after the game in Phoenix the other day that the way you guys practice at camp helps you get off to a fast start every year. Are there things you could point to, specific things about training camp maybe or, or OTAs, whatever it might be, that allow you to kind of pick up where you left off right when the season starts? Uh, I think first off is the amount of reps. I mean, we get a lot of reps in training camp. Uh, we, go, we go up against a really good defense with a good scheme and Coach Spags. Um, and then um, Coach Reed puts us in a lot of game-like situations where he puts us in situations where we're having to run a two-minute drill or we're having to drive down the field on a long drive drill and all these different situations that whenever you get to the game, you're not surprised by stuff. Um, and I think that's, that's why we've kind of started fast in these last couple of seasons. Um, but we have to carry that momentum. I mean, we have a tough schedule. And so we're right on to the, the Chargers, who's a, who are a great football team. Patrick, what, can you say what's going on with your wrist at this point? I mean, how has it progressed and, and hard for the, uh, the thumb? Yeah, it, it got a little sore yesterday, but then today it felt a lot better. So we kind of got in the training room, got a little work on it. Haven't actually had any, any time today to even get any work on it, but it's already felt a lot better, so uh, I'm sure I'll be good to go this week. Do you feel like it's been pretty extensive, what, you, what you've had to do with it? or Not necessarily. I mean, just normal stuff. Just kind of take care of it, uh, kind of just keep some stuff on it. But other than that, I mean, it, it feels great today. So uh, hopefully it keeps getting better like this, and I'll be good to go on Thursday. And just with the Chargers, a different look now with a little Mac involved in there. Just how have you seen, what have you seen from their defense uh, as you review film of the Chargers? And do you kind of take a little, you know, a little sense of pride in the fact that these teams are really just prepping really just for you and the way they've changed their personnel over offseason? Yeah, I mean, I mean, not just me. We have great quarterbacks in this division in general. So you saw every everybody in this division get back, pass rushers and so they can go out there and get after the quarterback and make it hard on us. Um, but uh, Khalil's a great player. I mean, obviously they have Bosa already with a, 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 pref, uh, a lot of other guys that, that go out there and can rush the passer. And then they have a good defense everywhere. I mean, they have Derwin at safety. I know J JC, I don't know if he's playing or not, but he's a great corner. And they have other corners that can play as well. Um, and linebackers. So, I mean, this is a great defense, a great challenge for us early in the season. Um, I'm just sad Khalil came back, man. I thought he was out of the AFC West, and now he's back getting sacks again. Patrick, the broadcast caught you throwing up four after the fourth touchdown. It was eventually five. What was, if you remember that moment, what was firing you so much uh, in that moment? And who were you kind of speaking with, if you can recall that in Arizona? Uh, I mean, I don't even remember doing it. I kind of just went out there and, and threw a touchdown. I was pretty hyped up. I, but I, I saw it on the broadcast, too. I don't know exactly what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> with, uh, with your experience, Patrick, you, you know what it takes to be successful on Thursday night games. I'm just wondering, because this one is so early in the year, how much do you weigh what you've done in the past that has led to success on Thursday night? And how much of it is a balance of getting extra sleep or maybe sacrificing sleep so that you are fully prepared? 
Yeah, I think usually I sacrifice to sleep earlier in the week, and then as you get closer to the game, try to get back on your sleep schedule and, and getting your recovery back up there. I mean, they, they're tough. I mean, um, they're always tough because your body's not necessarily all the way back to where you want it to be, but you have to find ways to battle through it. And um, uh, early in the season is kind of good and bad because you kind of, like when you play a division game, we've studied the Chargers a lot in the offseason, so you still have that fresh on your mind. But it seems like in the hits that you take early in the season, you're a little bit more sore because you're not used to them again. So uh, it's a it's a kind of there's positive and negatives to it, but you just try to go in there and play your best football when it comes down to it at the, uh, at the end of the day. Of Jody's six targets for his career, three of them have been touchdowns. Just what makes him seemingly the perfect red zone target for you right now? Yeah, I mean we do a good job of scheming stuff, scheming stuff to give him the one on one matchups. And he's such a he's such an athlete, and he can go out there and make those those catches. And so whenever he we get down the red zone, he makes those catches and gets those touchdowns and I think I said it to someone yesterday or the day before where I was just like, we got to get him more involved in the field because he can make the plays happen in the field as well. Um, and I think you saw that in training camp. And uh, hopefully as the season goes on, we get him involved more in the field as well. And then he still keeps catching those touchdowns. Patrick, you're obviously gelling with some of the new faces on this offense. How do you make sure during a short week where the focus is always going to be on the mental side of things, that you guys don't miss a beat. You can keep on carrying that momentum from Sunday. Yeah, it's 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 finding that line of where we can go out there and put in new plays and that go against this defense and this scheme, um, but still run the plays that the our guys know and that, that we can play fast. Um, and so. I think Coach Reed does a great job of that, uh, of still putting in new plays and getting us ready to go, but not overwhelming us. Um, and uh, we have a lot of smart guys. I think that's the biggest thing, and it helps when you have those guys in the, the receiving room especially. Now, the Chargers have come away with wins last season and the season before. Is there something that you need to do to, at Arrowhead? Is there something that you need to do or correct to make sure that these games don't get away from you? Yeah, they, they came in last year and beat us, um, which I think is week two as well. So that, that's something you got to learn from and know that they're going to be ready to go. And, I mean, they've, they've won here, so they, they're not going to be scared to come in here and play. Um, and so we have to come in with a better mindset. Um, of We have to go out there and play, play better from the start. And I think last year we got down 14-0 quick and had a battle back. Um, and then the year before, I don't, I don't think I even played. So it was just – it was the one last year I think it was big for us to know that um, they're going to come in with the mindset of kind of jumping on us early and trying to carry that momentum. So we have to match that with uh, with our momentum. In that, same line, in that same line, you know that the Chargers are going to have a different scheme and plan than Arizona had against you. Are you kind of intrigued to see you know how your offseason changes and adjustments are going to play against a defense like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, their defensive uh, their defensive coaching staff is great. I mean, uh, Coach Staley is the, I mean the defensive coach obviously, and has done a lot of great things. But I mean, all the way down through it, and so um, they'll have a good game plan. They do a good job of not only playing the same coverages, but but kind of through their scheme of out, kind of being in the right spots. Um, so it's about us kind of counteracting that and then going out there and executing. Um, and so. Um, they're going to play. I mean, obviously, some more, probably more zone, not as much pressure. Um, but they'll they'll come out there and play man too. They got a lot of great players that they believe in that they brought in, and I'm I'm sure they'll they'll give us our chances in man, and we have to win whenever we get our chance. Patrick, you had a 35 yard throw to Kelsey off the play action. Mm. Uh, kind of a tiny window, kind of a buzz. Like, what what did you see from that window? Yeah, it was a play where it was designed where you kind of look at McColl um, and then reset the Kels, um, and he. He was running to the spot, and I've run that play a lot. We're throwing those balls to, to Kelsey, so I kind of just trusted him and threw it to the spot. And uh, 40, I think it was 47, the linebacker's head was turned, so I knew it would be tough for him to make that play. And luckily he didn't turn around fast enough, and, and Kelsey made a great catch. You talked before, Patrick, about, making, about receivers making adjustments with you post-snap. Mm -hmm. I just wonder with Juju and MBS, how you felt it went 
for the first time operating, you know, adjusting to what the defense was presenting you based on whatever the play call was? Yeah, I think they did a great job. Um, and especially against a defense like that where there's pressure. I mean, a lot of times those adjustments come when you have to get yourself open quickly. And I think you saw there was certain times where I got the ball in my hand fast and got it to those guys, and they were able to get the ball and get upfield. Um, and so, I mean, they'll continue to get better and better. Um, it'll be another great challenge for us this week. Um, so I'm excited just to get out there and play again against a division opponent. To that, to that point, uh, Judy had a couple of fumbles in the game. Uh, what was your message to him in game? Yeah, I mean, those things happen. Obviously, we don't want them to. Um, but he's playing hard. I think that's the, the both times he fumbled, he was trying to get extra yards. So, I mean, all you can say is just try to keep it uh, high and tight and keep two hands on when you get in traffic. Um, but I, I loved how hard he was playing, trying to run through tackles, get those extra yards. And I think uh, if, if he kind of keeps it high and tight, he'll start breaking some of those tackles when they're going in for those strips, and he'll get a few extra yards for us. Do you, make, do, you make, do you make a point to say, all right, I'm coming back to you no matter what happens? I think those guys know it. Um, that's just kind of who I am. I mean, I'm going to give those guys chances. I, I believe in the guys that we have in this locker room. Um, there's never going to be a chance, uh, a time where I kind of turn away from somebody. If their number gets called, I'm going to give them a chance, and they'll, they'll go out there and make a play. Last one, Sam. The play, Kelsey play that you described earlier, is that something that popped in the film room, or just kind of move on to the next play? Just move on to the next play. I mean, uh, I was more upset that I missed McColl on both those touchdowns than anything. So uh, I'll have to make sure I get back and hit those next time and not leave those on the board. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks Ben. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, man, they're they're two very special talents. Um, you know, both in their own way. Uh both have been doing it for a long time as well and been very consistent while doing it. Um I think they both play with a you know, a, a ton of power. Um, you know, they have a I don't want to say a lot of different moves, but they have a lot of successful moves and, and uh different uh styles and the way that they set up their moves. Um they're both really good pass rushers, man. We'll have our hands full this week. I think someone brought up to Patrick that this whole division is kind of set up to go after the quarterback because of the good quarterbacks in there. So mindful of that and your job against all these teams that have beefed up defense, mm -hmm. do you just see that as 
just a, I mean, how do you look at that this year as you yeah. go through this division? Yeah, no, it's the NFL, you know what I mean? We're all excited uh, for the challenge, you know what I mean? I, I didn't sign up to do this to, you know, necessarily go against guys that weren't elite at, at what they do. So, um, you know, I, I look forward to the competition and being able to get out there and compete against that type of talent. Do you do anything extra to get pumped up knowing that you are going to be going against a guy like Khalil Mack or Bosa? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, regardless, man, you know, you kind of have to study who you're playing and, and study their tendencies and all those different things. Uh, as far as extra, um, you know, just with the short week, man, taking care of my body. How do you handle short weeks? Yeah. I mean, I know we, we were talking in here about in the OTAs, you guys prepared, prepared. I know you went there, yeah. but usually prepare for that in training camp. Mm -hmm. um, you get a little bit of background on the teams, but when you're turning around and you've just had aches and pains from the day before, mm -hmm. how do you refresh for a big game like this? Yeah, just uh, I guess you could say as much rest as you can uh, while also getting as many mental reps as you can, studying film, the game plan, um, obviously the game within the game, you know, my plan for uh, attack against these guys um, and, you know, for whatever Coach Reed and, and everyone has put in. I know you guys started week one on the road, back now, back at home for week two. How excited are you to get in front of uh, Daryl Oh, man. man, very excited, very excited to get. You know, it's always so much fun playing in the stadium, man. Uh, you know, Kansas City loves their football, and, uh, you know, they love their Chiefs. And, I mean, it's it's always a great atmosphere on game day, man, just how loud it is, the energy, um, the fans, man. I mean, it's just it's special to be, be playing at home this week. Okay, guys, thanks, Orlando. Appreciate you guys. First time getting to play at Arrowhead for real. Excited about that? Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, preseason was awesome, you know, just seeing the fans. So excited to see, uh, you know, all the, the intensity everybody everybody's talking about and how it's going to escalate from uh, the preseason. Oh, big time. Yeah. Way big time. I've heard, I've heard. George, how much did, uh, you know, they talk about speed changes, speed changes each each level. How much different did Sunday feel than, than even preseason yeah. speed? Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely fast. You know, it was a lot faster, but we we practice at a certain level um, that, that, that prepares you for that, that game speed. Uh, so, you know, I think as our, you know, our coaches and, you know, my, my veterans and the guys around me in the D-line room did a great job in helping me prepare and, you know, be ready for that, that speed change because there is one, so. Did you had two plays, and you just go, go through that, too? I mean, it was pretty crucial that you forced Murray to just get rid of it. Um, what did you see there? Yeah, I mean, you know, we were obviously very cautious of uh, Kyler's ability to uh, run the football, you know, escape the pocket and, and, and scramble, so we definitely wanted to keep him contained. And uh, after that, you know, get our hands up and force him, force him to make a, a, a bad or incomplete throw, so. You face Kyler Murray. You talked about his scrambling ability, but you're going to face another guy. I'd say with scramble and throw. Yeah. Uh, and Justin Herbert. What, what stands out to you on film? Yeah, I mean, you play in the, in the NFL, and everyone, it seems like almost everyone can run and throw and do it at a very high level. Uh, you know, this guy, this guy's one of the best, you know, that we're going to play. You know, we have a lot of respect for him, you know, on the on the defensive side. And uh, he's going to he's gonna bring a lot of challenges, um, but we're, we're going to be ready, uh, I think. And uh, yeah, just just excited to go against uh, a divisional rivals. So, George, uh, Steve Spagnuolo told us yesterday that after the game, you, you went up to him and immediately identified two things that you thought he could have done better, and it kind of like you said, hey, that's just George. He always wants to to improve. What were those two things? Oh, I I'd rather not discuss this. It, it's specific stuff to our scheme, okay. you know. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I just I like to like to correct something, you know. It's 
to me it's big to not make the same mistake twice and uh, always try to improve and I think that that's not just me but I think that's all uh, the rookie class and a lot of the younger guys too are trying to get to that level of the veterans you know for me it's like like Frank and Chris you know and and Carlos too you know reach their level and eventually uh, surpass them God willing so you know just goes back to not making the same mistake twice and just constantly striving to become a better player. You watch the veterans on your team and they help you, Frank and Clark have done that, but are you going to peek at the two that San Diego had, Bosa and Mac, and how they do their job at pass rushing? Yeah, I mean, I've, those are two of the guys I watched a lot, you know, in, in college and, uh, you know, even in like the off season, like I watch them just to see what they're doing, not schematically or anything like that, but just as, as pass rushers. Obviously, those guys are the very top of the, the profession, and uh, they they do they they pass rush extremely well and at an extremely high level. Uh, so they're, they're always great to to study. Uh, so it'll be awesome just watching them uh, live, and you know maybe I'll go up to them and and introduce myself or something afterwards. So. I know you said you can't give us you know, specific things that you want to change, but how do you grade your performance? What, you, what grade do you give yourself? You know, you, 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 you watch a game tape and you, you, know, you, want, you want some plays back, but I think uh, you know, I, I was proud of myself for kind of uh, getting out there and playing and, you know, made a couple mistakes here and there, but not letting it affect me, you know, having a, a goldfish memory and just forgetting and moving on to the next snap, you know. Uh, so I was proud of myself for that. Obviously, a lot to improve on, you know, in terms of technique, in terms of just everything about the game. But uh, you know, felt like I did some good, some bad, and just a, a lot to improve, uh, nonetheless. Goldfish. Goldfish memory. Yeah, they, they like forget instantly. <laughs> Couple more. Okay, we'll end on that one. Yes. Thanks, George. Yeah, thanks, George. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.